is that when we set sail over three years ago, we set sail in a, in a way that was going to be different. And what I mean by that is that it was going to be different in the fact that we were, we were not going to uh, do things as what we had seen done in the past. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that we felt like it was time to be part of something new and different. And what part of that is, is I just want to help people relax about children that are in this place. Just relax. What did, what did Jesus say about children? Didn't He say just let them come on? And so, and the thing is, if they start squirming, if they start rattling around, there's a piece of me that thinks if they're anything like me, if I'm in a meeting at times, and uh, I start doodling. And so to the outside world, someone's going to look at me and say, Bibbo ain't paying a lick of attention to me, and I'm hearing every word you're saying in my doodling. There may be just some time that that little rascal that's squirming in your lap is, man, he's taking it in. But mama and daddy and grandmama, man, they're just going, jeez, I wish this little rascal would be still. They're going to be all right. Take them in the back. You can wear them out back there. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to whoop you, boy. <laughs> if you don't sit, you know, it's that whisper. If you don't calm down, I'm about to give you something to squirm about. <laughs> All right, I need y'all's participation here right out of the get-go. If you would, make sure that everyone has a note card. Pass those around. Even the little bitty guys. They can't write, write it for them. Because I got a question for you. Make sure everybody has a note card and then pass these pens around. And as we're doing that, pass the pens around. Who needs a pen? After you, yeah, we got pens coming around. You'll have to share. That's one thing that we folks in Christ love to do is we love to share with one another. Can't use this pen. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm afraid I won't get it back. Okay, does everybody have one? Alright, in a second I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the question to write down the answer. Does everyone have a note card? Let me see everybody's note card. Raise them up. Way to go. Little bitty ones? Everyone? Everyone? Okay, cool. Alright, hang on to it for a second. Here's the first thing I want us to do. I want us to pray over Jennifer. Yep, right here she is. Jennifer, raise your hand. Here's what you're part of, gang. I read this this week and I'm so proud to be a, a part of this. I read this sentence and the guy said, you're part of a community. Here's how you can tell if you're part of a community or a crowd. And he's talking about places of worship. He said, you're part of a community if you know just about everyone in there and know what's a little bit of something about what's going on. And they know you. You're part of a crowd if you don't. I am thanking God I'm part of a community. Yes. Right? And so with that, we know that Jennifer's about to trot in Monday. Wouldn't be induced. Hello. Showtime. <laughs> Gonna be different. 
So I would love for us to pray over her right now. I'd love for a mama. I'd love for someone that is remembering what that felt like for the very first time to go in. This is the first child, right, Jennifer? Yeah. Well, I can remember that. I remember that I felt something staring at me. You know, this is with our oldest. She's 22 now. And we lived in Humboldt, and I just felt these eyes staring at me. And it was my bride. And I said, is it time? It's time to go. She said, yes, it's time to go. You know, and water breaks. I didn't know what all that stuff was. I didn't pay attention in those classes. I just drive to Jackson as fast as I can, and here we are. So we know how you feel. What a treat. You got, you got a group that will surround you afterwards if you let us know. We can't help what we don't know. We can't pray for what we don't know about. So thanks for letting us be a part of this. So the mamas that are around her, would y'all touch her? And then someone, uh, who would be, who, who wants to lift her up? Any and everybody else can gather around her too. What mama wants to pray? Mary, you want to do that? Yeah, you got some experience here, Mary. Way to go. Thank you, Mary. Okay. Here's the question that I want you to write on your note card, and then I'm going to take those up. So take a second. Whenever you go into a group of people, or whenever you come here to the refuge, what is it that you are seeking? What is it that you hope that you find whenever you... And we'll just we'll try to place it within the refuge, or just in a group of people that you're going to be around. When you walk into that group, what is it that you are after? What is it that you hope that you experience when you come into this place? Write that down. And after you write it and someone needs to has a pen, um, let them borrow your pen and then pass them towards the middle. So we're just like writing, what is it that you want to experience? Yes. Yeah, very good. What you want to experience when you come into this room. You have a card? You got it? Okay. All right, and everybody just start passing those towards the middle. 
Anybody have it? I'll take those up. You want them to take them up for me? All right, they're going to pass them all towards the middle, and then they're going to give them to you. Can we bring them as they go down? No. Got I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you got people folding them up. Don't uh, look at mine. Yeah, you don't have, yeah, don't write your name on them. No, it's a, it's not a right or wrong answer. Right, yeah. All right, pins, get those back. You can drop your pins in this bag as it goes around. May bring back memories for someone if it was a smaller bag. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Tracy, you're not saying anything. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's my boundary. That's my boundary. Hello. Hampton 20. Thanks, Jeff. Some of the girls over here going, what does he mean by that smaller bag thing? I'm not sure I understand that. We'll explain later. Marijuana-ish. Uh -huh. All right, everybody got it? These will come back. Everybody turn their answer in and their pens back in. If you don't, if you haven't, will you? There you go. All right, thank you, girls. That's awesome. Is that it? Those are blank. I'll take those. Thank you, babe. Fantastic assistance. Give them a hand. All right, just to catch us up just a little bit from last week, we launched and said, you know, there's this, there was a lot of times when Jesus was walking the streets, there were questions that he would be asked a lot. And a lot of times when people were asking questions, their motive, especially when it was the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the reason for them to ask a question to Jesus was to try and embarrass Him. Was to try to trip Him up because see, they were living out this law of Moses to a T. They thought they were. And yet, so there was this power, there was this influence, and there's this guy named Jesus. He's coming up and in their mind, He's a nobody. He's this guy that is just absolutely a carpenter's son, and so he is claiming to be the Messiah. The very one for thousands of years, for thousands of years, that they have said is coming. They've studied the books, and all of a sudden they've got this guy that's standing before him and says, I am the Son of Man. I am the Messiah. I am Him. And so their reason for asking questions would be to try to trip him up. And one of the questions they would be is, how do I inherit eternal life? Or what's the greatest commandment? Hey, Mike. And so in that question, there was two questions most of the time that you would hear. Same answer. Love God with all your heart. We'll take a time out here until Lynn can figure his phone out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lynn, you can stomp it at any time. <laughs> <laughs> you see his face, he's about to. I know, he's as red as his jacket right now. That's pretty good. That's cool. Thank God for a safe place, right? That's right. So the two questions that Jesus would be asked a lot of times is, what is the greatest commandment? 
And what must I do to inherit eternal life? And that's kind of crazy, just a little sidebar. What must I do to inherit? Those things don't go together. If I'm inheriting something, it's a gift. And so they were saying, look, what must I do in order to get the gift? Nothing. You can't. You cannot. And so see, just in that right there, they had it messed up. And so Jesus all the time, His answer was pretty uh, routine for Him. Is love God. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. And so we've been focusing in on all your heart. And we even asked ourselves last week, is there anything in our lives that we love with all of our heart? And some of us had some really rigorously honest answers within ourselves as we were asking ourselves that question. We're going, well, maybe. You know, maybe. Do I even love God with all my heart? And I think when we get real honest with ourselves in that and say, well, maybe sometimes. And you say, well, how do I know, Bivo? Well, we're going to start finding that out. That's what we're going to start unpacking. Because we even had that one Scripture in Romans where it said, look, there's got to be something to this belief. Because in Romans 10, it says, Romans 10, verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him for the dead, you will be saved. That means you'll be made whole. You'll be saved from perishing. Verse 10, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right. That word is justified. So let's go back and pick it up. It says, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. And so we picked that up and we said, there's got to be something going on within us for our heart to believe that Jesus is who He says He is. And that the next box is, is that I am who He says I am. And then that's where we started to get into the unbelief. And so we picked up this next verse and then we'll get everybody caught back up. It was in Luke and it was, it was an example of what we just talked about. It said one day an expert, and this is in Luke 10. It's verse 25 through 28. One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking Him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man, the man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And in verse 28, Jesus said, Right! Jesus told him, Do this and you will live. And that word right there, gang, is Zoe. It means it's, this, it's real life. It's genuine. It's active. It's moving. It's not stagnant. If there's this force in your life that something is noticeable. And so Jesus is saying, look, believe in your heart this and live. So the question for us right now is, how? What does that look like? Do we have any examples that we can start sharing of of things that we believe in our heart to be true. That we believe them so much that we just we live them out. What are some examples for you? The sun coming up every morning. Sun coming up every morning. That's cool. Gravity. Gravity. 
Gravity. Yeah. What else? Water is wet. Water is wet. <laughs> That's cool. Sure is. Air to breathe. If, if people were to look at your life and they were in here and we said, hey, what is, what is Jeff about? What is Donna about? What is John? What, what is Mike? What would they say? And what are they basing that on? Say again? A lot of what they see. And so didn't Jesus have something to say to that, to the guys, to the religious guys? He said, you guys worry so much about the outside of the cup and you forget about the inside. But gang, we get there too, right? We as a body of Christ, I'm not talking about just who us in here in this room. I'm talking about the body of Christ, the global one. And we've talked about it before that I can go into any worship barn in any place in the country, in the world, within a few days, I can tell you what you can and can't do in that barn. And most of the time, they're not in the book. We're so focused on the outside that we forget that maybe something is roaring on the inside. What is that person believing in their heart in order for them to produce that particular fruit? I believe it's unbelief. We're going to get there. Unbelief in what, Bivo? You just hang on. Everybody turn to Luke 6. Because there's stuff flowing through our hearts that causes us to believe something. Someone. Luke 6. I'm going to read this one verse. It's verse 45. Luke 6, verse 45 says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Now gang, I can change on a dime, can it? Yes. Alright? So let, let's call a quick time out and find out what's been going on to get us to this point to where these words are written. It says, what you, what, what you say flows from what is in your heart. The guy that's writing this letter, Luke, he's a doctor. And even at the very first of it, he says, I'm going to give you an accurate account of what's been going on in Jesus' life and what's been going on in the day-to-day. Because you see, when Jesus hit the scene, He changed the game forever. You've got to let that sink in. Because see, game, eyeball me here for a second. You're changing the game back to what the book says. There's no one else in Rutherford County that's doing what you're doing to the degree of what you are doing. And one by one, you're asking people to unite and let's ignite our city for Jesus and Jesus alone. There's no one else doing it in the fashion that you are doing it. Same Jesus, same faith. They're on our same team. And so we're saying, look, How do we know 
that the things flowing through our heart are healthy. Listen to what else has been going on by this time. They've been studying the law of Moses for thousands of years, right? And so Jesus comes on the scene. John the Baptist, remember, his daddy was Zacharias. He was a priest. He was in the Holy of Holies. John the Baptist was doing what he was born to do, and that was to prepare the way for Christ. Why? You don't have to answer. Why did he believe that? Sure, his daddy told him, but how many of us have kids have had parents tell us something and we say, oh, the heck with him. Heck with old Dan. He don't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. Joanne, she ain't got a clue. Why did John the Baptist believe Zachariah and his mama? What was flowing through their heart? He points the way to Jesus. Jesus comes in. He baptizes him. Jesus went, goes in the desert for 40 days. He's tempted. Before this verse is read here in Luke 6, He's in a room full of the religious, religious leaders at the time. He takes the scroll. We talked about it just a few weeks ago. It's in Isaiah. And He said that the Lord is coming. The Lord is here. The one to set the captives free. And this Scripture has been fulfilled today. And He hands it back to them. How come some believed in the room and how come some didn't? What was flowing through their hearts? What was flowing through a man's heart that would make him a religious leader named Nicodemus come at night to come see him? But yet in the light of day with his brothers and, and his religious buddies, he would not admit that he knew him. What was flowing through their heart? Fear. Fear. What flows through hours when we pick our moments in order to represent this guy named Jesus? Look what he says, man, in chapter 6. Let me just give you some more bullets. Before we get to, to verse 45, here's some other things that he's telling the guys to do. He says, some people have referred to this. You've heard the Beatitudes in Matthew. Alright, Luke 6, that's another form of the Beatitudes, which just means supreme blessedness. Look what some of the things that Jesus is telling the guys to do. We are told to love our enemies. We are told to pray for those who hurt us. We are told to do to others as you would like to have them done to you. We're told not to judge others, not to condemn. We're told to forgive others. We're told to give and you will receive. We're told that our reward in heaven will be great if we do so. Excuse me. We're told to be compassionate just as our Father is compassionate. And I come back to this verse. It says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So do you think Jesus is setting them up for that heart transplant that we had last week? Why is He telling the guys that you need to do this? I do want to hear from you now. So they can witness certain things with their eyeballs. Why do people give us instruction? Learn a new way. 
Hopefully for our good. To have power. Protection, safety, love. Because people without instruction were lost. Okay. So when do I determine to follow the instruction? Have to what? Trust. When do I determine to trust? When I believe. Believe who or what? Who said that? And who and what am I believing? What is it? Or who is it that I need to believe in order for me to love an enemy? Alright, so how many of us have enemies? Alright. Most of the hands went up. That's more hands that went up. All right. How come we've determined them to be an enemy? Actions. Actions. Absolutely. And so if we went through and, and put names down, I wonder if anybody's writing my name down on a piece of paper. I don't know. How, how many of us ever want for us to pray for someone that has hurt us? Alright, so those people that are enemies, how many of them have hurt us? That we've deemed, alright? So I think it's a good time out right now. Put that person on your name, on your heart, and let Christ flow through that. I'm not asking for right now that, that we're going to have kumbaya moments with them. But if there's a hint of unforgiveness in, in our heart that we're not allowing forgiveness, what did we just read? That we are to forgive. That we are to love as our Father has loved us. How do I do that? Bingo. I can't. Heart transplant. Remember that big old beef heart we brought out? Wouldn't it be cool if we had one literally that big? That we could just, you know, if I had a faith meter out here and go, man, my faith is so low, I'm not gonna, there's no way I'm gonna do that. So I'm saying, let's call a timeout. Whoever that person is, close your little eyeballs. Close your little, close your little eyes. And pray over them just for a second. Amen. So let's keep the conversation going, gang. What do we allow to flow through our heart? Good things. We got good things. God's love. God's love. What about we're at a Monday in school in the store? What about the stuff that we're taking in? What are we allowing to let flow through us that produces fruit? What is the fruit that you want to produce? Come on. Love. Love. Absolutely. Alright, here's what I want us to do. Take a look at John chapter 7. So cool.
John chapter 7, verse 38. It says, Anyone who believes in Me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from His heart. Verse 39, When He said living water, He was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in Him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered His glory. We're about to celebrate that in two weeks. And the thing is, gang, we don't have to wait to celebrate. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. (laughs) The tomb is really, really empty. And the thing is, is that are we a believing people that demonstrates that? And the answer to that is yes. 100% of the time, no. That's where your freedom comes in. Don't pretend that we do this 100% of the time. Gang. Even in our temporary unbelief, it will not separate you from the love of Christ. If there's nothing that can separate, that means that I can't separate myself. Even I can't. Because see, Christ's empty tomb trumps it all. Here's what I want us to do to illustrate this. Everybody take a card. Pass the cards around. If you get your own, that'd be crazy. You need to go buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) Just kidding. But if you were to go buy a lottery ticket, and if it were to hit a bunch of money, we can do a whole lot with it. <laughs> Here in our city. <laughs> Alright. Get them passed out. Where's the gang? Y'all want to come up here and start getting ready? Deb? Pop? Here's the illustration I want to give us for today. What have we talked about so far today? What, what's part of your takeaway from tonight? Speak it out. Love. Forgiveness. What's part of your takeaway from tonight, gang? It's that we need to show the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit. What are those? Love, peace, patience, <laughs> Goodness, kindness. All right, eyeball me here for a second. I'm going to be like a coach in the middle of your huddle. We know the answer. And I see you demonstrating. And so, what I have to ask myself the question is when I'm not willing to, is why? Who didn't get one? Everybody should have one of these. Oh, y'all got hands on you. Here's what I want us to do right now. What did everybody write? No. What was the question that you answered when you wrote on this card? Yes, What you want. You have to be what you wrote on the card in order to receive it. The very thing that you're desiring, you have to be it. If I desire forgiveness, I gotta be one to forgive. If I desire to be one that receives, I've got to be one that gives and allows others to give to me. 
If I desire to love my enemy, I got to desire to let my enemy love me. But first, I got to find out who that is. Because <laughs> a lot of times, people are playing games they have no idea that they're playing. Because we talk to them like nothing in the world is wrong. Let that mask come off. So here's what I want us to do. If y'all, but yeah, just a little bit lighter. Read out real loud what's on these cards. Start here. Mike, what you got on yours? Love. Love. True worship and a sense of belonging. True worship. Friendship. Friendship. Reality of closeness to God throughout through worshiping. Through worshiping. Love and the Word of God. Listen to the synergy. Listen to the words that keep repeating themselves. Safety. Safety. Acceptance and love. 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 Acceptance and encouragement. Acceptance and encouragement. Love and understanding. I want to see Jesus high, lifted up, peace and freedom. Amen. Girls, just a couple of these. Connection. Happiness. Connection. Community. Authenticity. Peace. Acceptance. 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 over and over again. Love. Love. Peace, love, and acceptance. <laughs> Guess who is that? Guess who is as well? We are. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at you. Last thing we're going to see is what I believe an illustration of what this verse says, close your eyes and then after I read this verse, I want you to open your eyes and then literally drink this in. John 7 verse 38 says, Anyone who believes in Me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from His heart. Amen.